exercise of faith. Can I preach on this Sunday morning? Somebody needs to hear this word because for so many believers, our perspective ain't God-given and we are not looking at life, people, and circumstance through the lens of faith. For too many of us, even in the body of Christ called church, our perspective is carnal, our perspective is street, our perspective is corporate, our perspective is secular, our perspective is worldly, our perspective is superstitious. Our perspective is cynical. Our perspective is pessimistic. Our perspective is fatalistic. But Elijah, the preacher, prophet, man of God, is looking at life not through the lens of carnality, not through street smarts, but is looking at this circumstance through the lens of faith. Lord, help me see people the way you see people. Lord, help me see life the way you see life. Lord, help me look at this circumstance through your vision, not the way I would see it, but the way you want me to see it. Lord, change my vision so I can see the world the way you want me to see the world, so I can see people, so I can see a pandemic, so I can see my furlough, so I can see being laid off, so I can see this illness through the lens of faith. And with the crises in our age, God knows we need a perspective that is God-given. With masks becoming political, and voter suppression threatening democracy. We need perspective that is God-given. With the economy getting worse and a pandemic claiming more and more lives, we need perspective that is God-given. When people unsure about whether they're going to vote in November or not, and the need for an urban dictionary to discern the meaning of what people are really saying, we need perspective that is God-given with uncertainty concerning next week, next month, next quarter, and next year. And race still being the defining issue of life. We need perspective that is God-given. But on this Sunday morning, God has given me a word to bless somebody, to encourage everybody listening to this word on this Sunday morning that despite the circumstance you're going through, if you look at life with a God-given perspective, you can win the battle of worry. You can keep your head. You can be confident in the midst of a crisis. You can have joy when you don't feel like having joy. You can be strong in the Lord your God you can see the end from the beginning you can see the forest from the trees and you can claim victory when you're outnumbered and outgone do I have somebody helping me preach on this Sunday morning how do I cultivate a perspective that is God given help me preach this watch chapel Elijah the preacher prophet deacon Skeen cultivates a perspective that ain't street, not carnal, not cynical, not fatalistic, 
but that is God-given, sanctified, blessed, ordained because the preacher prophet, first of all, has developed a God-given perspective by fighting his fears. Oh, help me preach this. If you want a God-given perspective, watch chapel, you develop a God-given perspective. We develop a perspective that is God-given by fighting our fears. Tragically, so many of us feed our fears. But if you want a God-given perspective, you got to fight fear, not feed fear. Woe is me. What's going to happen if things don't work out? What if I never overcome this circumstance? What if I never get another job? What if I never overcome what I'm going through right now? What if things turn out for me the way they turned out for Big Mama? What if I never, woe is me, sorry for myself, proverbial chicken little, the sky is falling. But I dare somebody on this Sunday morning to make up in your mind, I'm not going to feed my fear, but rather I'm going to fight my fear. 365 days God gives us in a year, but for every 365 days in a calendar year, according to the word of God, Dr. Johnson, there is a promise in scripture where God tells the people, fear not. 365 days, Brother Telfair, in Scripture, God tells the people, fear not. I don't believe that is accidental or incidental, Deacon Don, but I believe God knows that fear can ruin our lives and get the best of us in such a way that God gave us at least 365 days, a word for every day of the year when we are tempted to feed our fears, to fight our fears with the word fear not. What are you afraid of on this Sunday morning? Are you afraid you don't have enough? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Are you afraid of the sickness that is claiming and threatening the life of a loved one? The prayer of faith shall heal the sick. Are you afraid of your enemies? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every lying tongue will be condemned. Are you afraid of just being afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I be afraid? Are you afraid of how things are going to turn out? All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Are you afraid you don't have anybody to love you? There is no fear in love. Perfect love casteth out all fear. Are you afraid you won't have enough money to pay the mortgage or the mouth or the rent next month? My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. I dare somebody to stop reading the New York Times. Stop reading. Well, don't stop reading it. Read the Bible and the New York Times. Read the Bible and the USA Today. Read the Bible and the Wall Street Journal and ground yourself in the promises of God so you can learn how to fight your fear and not feed your fear. 
Elijah, the mighty man of God, has developed a God-given perspective by fighting his fear. And you fight your fear with faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. You fight your fears by grounding yourself in the word of God. I can't stop right there. Elijah develops a God-given perspective by fighting his fear. But Elijah has developed a God-given perspective by persisting in prayer. In other words, Elijah has made prayer a priority. As you read this particular Old Testament text, notice the prayerfulness in the life of Elijah. Elijah's servant is concerned and fretful because he sees the enemies that have surrounded them. But Elijah says, fear not. But Elijah, this doesn't say fear not. Elijah says, Lord, open my servant's eyes so he can see. Elijah prays for a servant, but Elijah just doesn't stop right there. Help me preach this. When the enemies begin to attack them, Elijah prays a different prayer. Lord, blind the enemies so as they come to attack me, they cannot see how to get me. The enemies who've been blinded, y'all ain't talking to me, are now following Elijah to the capital city of Israel, which is in Samaria. Once they arrive in Samaria, the same preacher who prayed for his servant, the same preacher who prayed that God would blind his enemies, prays another prayer that the enemies who've been blinded would begin to see again. Elijah in this small episode prays in such a way that Elijah has developed a God-given perspective through persisting in prayer. And church, as I preach this word right now, if you want God to change your mind, if you want God to renew your mind, you don't need just to say anything, but you need to persist in prayer. Persist in prayer. Sometimes one prayer ain't going to do it. You need to pray for your friends. You need to pray for your enemies. You need to pray for your haters. You need to pray for mama. You need to pray for daddy. Notice Elijah prays for his friends once. Then he prays for his enemies. Then he prays that God would bless his enemies. Y'all ain't talking to me. There's some folk you need to pray for more than one time. Can I preach this? One prayer ain't going to do it. You need to turn your plate down over some folk. Y'all ain't talking to me. And as Elijah prays, God begins to work. Can I preach this? As Elijah prays, God begins to work. Let me say that again. As Elijah prays, God begins to work. You may not see how God is working, but keep on praying. You may not see it on the horizon, but keep on praying. You may not see God melting their heart, but keep on praying. You may not see God working on their behalf, but keep on praying. You may not see that son or daughter who's astray, but keep on praying. You may not see God delivering them from their addiction, but keep on on praying you may not see God healing their body but keep on praying can I testify to somebody right now all prayers are not answered immediately and instantaneously there's some prayers that are answered gradually 
Ain't nobody talking to me right now. Many of us right now who love the Lord didn't get saved immediately and instantaneously. It took some stuff. It took some bumps. It took some nicks, some bruises. But all the while, God was answering the prayer of your mama, your daddy, your grandmama, that Sunday school teacher. And slowly but slowly, God was drawing you back to him. God was calling you to preach. God was making you a missionary. God was making you a psalmist. God was making you a deacon. God was healing your body. God was delivering your mind. God was delivering you from that addiction. God was renewing your mind. Keep on praying. And watch God work. Can I testify right now? Can anybody have this testimony? You keep on praying and you see baby steps of progress. That baby just didn't start running the 800. But that baby had to crawl. That baby had to roll. That baby had to toddle. That baby had to walk. And the same baby you've been praying for is now a track star. But they didn't start as a track star. But it took prayer. It took fasting. It took seeking God. I got to close right now. May the Lord bless you real good. Let me slow down and modulate real quick. Can I call on the name of the Lord and tell you one more thing about a God-given perspective? If you want your perspective to be God-given, you got to persist in prayer. You got to fight your fears, but you got to be aware of the activity of the Almighty. I'm going to my seat right now, but Elijah prays, and when Elijah prays for his servant, Elijah's servant can't see what Elijah can see. Elijah's servant sees the enemy, but he doesn't see the mighty army around them. Elijah's servant is upset because all he can see is the enemy. But he doesn't know that Elijah is a praying man. And he doesn't know that Elijah is aware of the activity of Almighty God. Let me help somebody right now. God is working on your behalf. You can't see it. But God is working on your behalf. Sometimes all we see are the haters. All we listen to are the people who don't like us. All we listen to are the people who say he can't preach. He ain't nothing. He lost a bunch of weight. He must be on that stuff. All we see are the folk who ain't in our corner. But I dare somebody be aware of the power of God on your behalf. The enemy tries to steal, kill, and destroy. But God is working for your good. Do I have a witness on this Sunday morning? Is anybody aware that God is working on your behalf? Don't just look at the 20% who don't like you. I dare you to look at the what God is doing all around you. I said God is working. God is blessing. God is opening doors. God is making ways. God is making your enemy behave. God is making a presence before you in the presence of your enemy. God is working things together for your good. You can't see it right now. Don't look right there. Look at the host all around you. Look at the chariots. Look at the warriors. Look at the angels. Look at the prayers God is answering. Look at the friends God has raised up for you. I said we serve a good God. 
an amazing God. Be aware of what God is doing in your life. Fight your fears. Persist in prayer. And be aware of the activity of the Almighty. I said God is working on your behalf. If God be for me, who can be against me? I said he's working on your behalf. I said he's working on your behalf. Just the fact you ain't lost your mind. I said you ain't lost your mind. But you're here on Sunday morning. What is God doing in your life? Where have you seen God work in the past week? Don't say what God ain't done. Just because God ain't done it the way you thought God was going to do it doesn't mean God is not working. I'm talking to somebody right now. Sometimes we put God in a box. If God doesn't do it this way, then we are disappointed. Don't be disappointed. Give God room. Give God flexibility. Don't put God, if God doesn't bless me the way he blessed peaches, then I ain't blessed. Fooey. If I don't get in the school of my first choice, then I ain't going to college. Fooey. If I don't get that job, I ain't going. I've lived long enough to say, Lord, have your way. Have your way. If we had our way, some of us would have lost it a long time ago. If we, if God gave us what the stuff, come on, I'm preaching this to the, if, if God gave us half the stuff, have your way, Lord. You are the potter, I am the clay. Shape me, mold me. Have your way. Fight your fears, don't feed them. Persist in prayer. Be aware of the activity of the Almighty. Yeah, everybody don't like you, but you got folk that love you. Everybody ain't saying amen, but you got a thousand people saying amen. You got one person mean mugging. And you worried about that one person mean mugging and not the a hundred saying amen. Well, so-and-so didn't show up. Don't worry about so-and-so. Look at the 50 other people that showed up. So-and-so didn't call me. He didn't call me. But you got a thousand other people that called you. He was asleep. He had to work. He worked two jobs. He ain't think about you like that. He ain't hating on you. He tired. She tired.
It ain't always personal. Look at what God is doing. Somebody right now, if you're not saved, if you don't have a church home, I invite you to become a member of the Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. You go to the tab that says contact us. I'd love to be your pastor. We'd love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. And I want somebody on this Sunday to work on developing a God-given perspective. Soren Kierkegaard, this theologian, philosopher, I, I believe this now. I'm old enough, Dr. Johnson, to believe it. Life must be lived forward but can only be understood backwards. Life can only be lived forward but must be understood backwards. There's some stuff. Come on now, talk to me. You just comprehend it now. When you're in it, you won't comprehend it. When you went through it, you were just mad, disappointed, upset. But now you gave it some space. You let God touch your mind. Come on, talk to me, somebody. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, rest, rule, and abide with you till we shall meet again. Our choir is going to bless us as we leave this place. In Jesus' name, amen. The activity of the Almighty working on our behalf. If it